Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke. Back in the fall of 2018, two Catholic elementary schools in Monroeville, St. Bernadette and North American Martyrs, came together to form a new school. Divine Mercy Academy provides a comprehensive education for students from all backgrounds and faith traditions. Children in preschool through eighth grade are taught the message of the gospel. They also follow the challenging curriculum of the Diocese of Pittsburgh and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Educators and families in the new school have met several challenges, first bringing two communities together, welcoming new families from another local Catholic school, and this year working hard to stay safe as the coronavirus has spread. Here to tell us more is Angela Mancini, who is the principal of Divine Mercy Academy in Monroeville. Angela, welcome this morning to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you so much, Father Tom. Thanks for taking the time out this weekend to be with us. Now, Angela, first remind our listeners about your background. You're a local girl uh, from the uh, upper um, Elikiski area, um, and you attended Catholic and public schools as a student and have worked both as an, as an educator where did you grow up and uh, go to school and teach? I'm originally from the Toronto Heights, and now I live very closely to where I grew up. I attended Catholic school for most of my education, including when I went to college. In elementary school, I attended Our Lady of the Most Blessed Sacrament in the Toronto Heights. I received my master's degree from Duquesne University, and then I continued on with school because I love it so much. Um, and got my principal and supervisory certification from Gannon University. I taught in public school for over 13 years, um, and this is my third year as a principal in the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Great. Now, this school year obviously has been totally different with the coronavirus uh, pandemic. How are you keeping uh, your students safe and learning uh, during this challenging time? So over the summer, we created um, a committee that helped us to develop a health and safety plan. So we had to put many protocols in place, obviously, to keep everyone safe. Uh, We're following all of the CDC guidelines for schools. And just to highlight some of the things we're doing, for example, when you come to our building, everyone gets their temperature taken before entering. That includes all the staff, all the visitors, students. Um, We had some generous donors donate money to obtain plastic desk shields that we put on all the students' desks to keep germs from spreading from student to student. Everyone in our building is required to wear a mask at all times. We maintain social distancing, and we have certain staircases for up and down. 
Um, we embrace the traffic and construction theme by creating roads in our hallways. We put yellow tape in the middle to make it look like a road, and we encourage students to stay in their lane. Um, we also have continuous, <laughs> yeah. We also have continuous cleaning of high touch areas, and we bought ultraviolet lights to try to eliminate germs in areas that were hard to disinfect. So those are just some of the things that we're doing this year. What a creative way. I like the, the road idea, you know, stay in your own lane. And uh, obviously you have to be, it's, you're creative, but also being mm-hmm. safe. And I think it's good for the students to. to um, yeah, we wanted it to be fun. fun for them. So we also, <laughs> we embraced it at Halloween, too, and dressed up as, as construction workers. So it was fun. <laughs> oh, how appropriate. Under construction, it's divine mercy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, obviously, if the coronavirus begins to spread faster here and it, it changes daily and weekly uh, and also in Allegheny County, there's a chance that you may have to return to all remote learning like we did back in the spring. Are you prepared and are the students and parents ready for, for this if needed? Absolutely. So we gave the families a choice. That, uh, we gave the families a choice this year of either going all virtual, um, remote learning, or to come five days for in-person instruction. So currently, we do have some students that are at home and they're being taught synchronously with our in-person students. So the teachers have done an excellent job of making sure that the virtual learners feel as if they're a part of the class because the teachers have an iPad in their room. Um, they're able to interact with the students that are at home via Zoom or Google Meet and the the students in the classroom can also talk to them. So I try to go in at least once a week and, and say hi to the remote learners because I like to see their faces and let them know that we care about them as well. Um, and so within the next week, we're going to be conducting an all virtual day just to make sure that everyone is prepared in the event that the school would shut down again. So it would give us the opportunity to work out all the kinks in case something would go wrong with the students who are not used to getting online. So. It'll help us to idea. be able to quickly switch. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously uh, it's up to the parents if they feel mm-hmm. they want their kids to be in the classroom versus staying at home, and you have to be mm-hmm. flexible with that, and that's good that the, the, the teachers are staying connected. And I like that idea that you can still, as the principal, stay connected with the kids who are not physically in the building, mm-hmm. but you're still the principal, yeah. you're still there, and they're connected. Right. I have a nephew, uh, Thomas, who's a senior at St. LaSalle, and uh, he's staying at home uh, for the time being, at least for this semester. And my sister, Lisa, has been saying that, you know, Thomas still feels part of the uh, senior class because uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's not physically in the classroom, but virtually. And it's important, I think, uh, that especially in this time uh, of this season, you know, to stay connected. So that's a great idea. No, Angela, yeah, describe how your, your teachers at Divine Mercy Academy stepped up this past March and again this fall to meet the challenge of virtual learning and then the hybrid learning because uh, a year ago, who would have thought we would be doing this now? I know. It's, uh, never did I ever think that I would see this during my educational career. <laughs> Um, so our teachers, they were given barely any time to completely adapt and change the way that they have always conducted instruction. They've been teaching in person forever and not, you know, we, we try to incorporate technology as much as possible, but not everyone is as tech savvy as other people. So we had sort of a boot camp, if you want to call it that, and many of our tech savvy teachers were instrumental in helping other teachers acquire the skills they needed to conduct virtual instruction. It wasn't perfect, but everyone rallied and we did their and did their best. Um, 
we knew that we would need to revamp some things for this year. So over the summer, we spent time during professional development to improve technology skills, and we were much, much better prepared this year. And we were able to use grant money and donations to acquire technology that students are using in the classroom. Chromebooks, unfortunately, are on back order, but we did get some tablets and some laptops that they're able to use and some smart board upgrades and things. Um, so now everyone's much more familiar with how to create a seamless transition from in-person to virtual instruction. Yeah, like, like you said, uh, back in March, like right around St. Patrick's Day is when all the mm -hmm. schools closed you know, because of the, this, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania um, shut us down, and, and everybody had to scramble, you know, and everyone was staying home, and then at least you finished the year off, and then the summer was some good time to get every get the ducks in order and prove that. And kudos to the principals and the teachers uh, for being flexible, being open-minded. And then um, when school kicked off right after Labor Day, boom, uh, everybody was up and running. And that was good. Mm -hmm. Now, Joe Rossi, who is the Pittsburgh East Regional Administrator, tells us that your staff has been very flexible in taking these new assignments to help meet the needs of our students. Uh, can you tell our listeners about being flexible, and what are some of the creative ways uh, that you're fundraising, especially with the extra cost of cleaning and sanitizing? So, like I said, you know, teachers did not have a lot of time to um, prepare for, for what happened, but they really stepped up and always are looking for creative ways to engage the students. Um, during the quarantine, we tried to come up with ways, again, to make our students feel connected. So we had virtual events um, such as a field day. We had spirit days. We would have sports wear days, things that we would normally do if we were at school. We asked the students to participate in. So there was some sense of normalcy for them um, because a lot of them, I think, are scared and confused, especially the younger students. We also had a reverse parade, social distancing style, so the teachers um, came to the school, parked their cars, we lined up six feet apart, they all had creative signs, and then we asked the students to drive by with their families, so they got to see the teachers, we got to see the students. There were many tears that day, we all missed them so much. Uh, we made some lip sync videos that we sent to the students so that they knew how much we missed them. We had teachers who read stories and posted them online so that the kids could interact, and it was, you know, they just came up with a lot of awesome things. And again, yeah, fundraising has been really difficult because we can't have gatherings of large groups. Um, one of our most recent fundraisers was a beep, beep, bingo. So everyone came to the parking lot, parked their cars, stayed in their car, so they were just with their family. Um, and then we had someone call the numbers out, and then they would be able to beep their horn if they were the person who won bingo. So people really enjoyed it. It was safe. It was fun. Uh, we've been trying to do some virtual fundraisers. We're trying to use our Facebook page and our website to reach as many pe people as possible. We put a donation tab on our website so that people can just, you know, virtually send cash and donations if they would like to do that. So that, those are some of the things we're doing. Beep, beep, bingo. I really like that idea. That is really <laughs> cool. You know, who would ever thought yeah. you'd be sitting in a car in your parking lot and mm -hmm. playing bingo in the safety and the comfort of your car and then, if you get, you know, if you get bingo, then you, you hit the, the horn, so to mm -hmm. speak. And what a great idea. And it's fun. And, and that's things yeah. like this, being creative. Obviously, all the schools are uh, in the same um, mode with all their fundraisers, whether if it's golf outings or dinners, walkathons, uh, everything has to be totally 
out of the box this year. And mm-hmm. uh, kudos for you and your staff to be able to come up with these fun things and the parents, the PTG. Um, and obviously, um, there are expenses and there's extra expenses, obviously, this year uh, with the extra uh, supplies and uh, things that right. you need to keep the kids safe. But um, And that's really good. That the, and the parents and the community has been very supportive, too. Yes. Yes, they've been very supportive. Great. Coming, they've we been have, coming up with ideas, too. That's great. Well, we have lots more to talk about in our segment, second segment. So we'll take a break. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Point Breeze, Homewood, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh, and also the pastor of St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District. This Sunday morning, we are featuring uh, the new uh, Catholic school in the Monroeville area, Divine Mercy Academy, and with me this morning is the principal at Divine Mercy, Angela Mancini. Now, Angela, merging schools is never a simple task. It it takes time, but the priority is always um, how the students are doing and how are they being flexible with this. How have they adapted at Divine Mercy these past years, two years, and um, how, how about the parents? Our students are, are amazing. They Students always adapt well. I think for them it's exciting because they get to meet new friends. It's, you know, something different. So they always welcome, you know, new people and change pretty easily. Um, and our, our students at Divine Mercy are very welcoming. And I do believe the parents follow their lead. I see a lot of adults forming relationships because their children are friends now, so they spend a lot of time together, whether it's at events at school or sporting events. And... Um, As you said, mergers do take time, but I feel that we're really a team at DMA. We're all working toward a common goal, and that is obviously to provide a faith-filled superior education. So I think um, it was great to bring those two schools together, and I think it's it's going really well. And obviously, uh, with the merging of St. Bernadette School and North American Martyrs to become Divine Mercy, um, that was serving the Monroeville area, the the first year, but now you're expanding in the whole um, Parkway East corridor right now. Uh, you welcome new families from uh, the former East Catholic School in Forest Hills this, this past year. Tell us about the new ideas and the energy that are bringing to Divine Mercy Academy. Uh, so that It sounds like there's a lot of wonderful possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, we are really thankful to have all the new families from East Catholic. It's been wonderful. The students that came to us from East Catholic are some of the most polite children I've ever met. They're so friendly. Um, when they come in in the morning, I get to greet them at the door, doing temperature checks and things like that. Um, so I'm getting to know them all. And it was nice that so many of them came together so that they would have a familiar face in the classroom. Every classroom has at least two children from East Catholic, so they're able to have a friend they know. They fit in so nicely with our school. It's as if they've always been there. Um, we've received many new ideas for fundraising and activities that are new to us. East Catholic was really um, big on fundraising, and they did a great job there. And they've also obviously been a welcome addition to our sports team at Divine Mercy. So, yeah, overall, it's, it's, we're really thankful that they chose our school and that they're part of our school community now. Yeah, and uh, and that's good that you bring in new families, new friendships form, and um, a lot of, uh, and I've seen this in several mergers, that a lot of uh, parents and, and students know each other from uh, various athletic 
uh, events and things in their local communities. And, you know, people mm-hmm. that, oh, I didn't know that you lived down the street or um, right near us, or there's a connection somewhere, and new friendships uh, develop. Now that you're serving families from a wider radius around Divine Mercy Academy, making it, uh, it's truly now a regional school serving the East End there in the Parkway East Corridor, as I call it. Families come from many parishes and school districts. How are you encouraging uh, the parents to get involved uh, as you expand your boundaries, so to speak? Uh, it's been it's been a little difficult during this COVID environment that we're in because there's a lot of things that we can't do that we would like to do, um, but we're always seeking help from volunteers. Um, you know, even now during COVID, you know, there are things that parents and uh, parish members can do from home to help out the school. We're always happy when people bring new ideas and they get involved with sports, activities, the PTG. We have the parish to be involved in our school, so we try to regularly let them know what's happening in the school. So we um, just started this last year where we have a page in the bulletin, so we share events and stories about the classrooms. Teachers include pictures of their class, let them know something that's happening, just to make let everyone feel connected. Because of the parish grouping and, you know, there are several churches that are involved, so we want to make sure everybody in that whole community in that area um, knows what's happening in the school and that they're involved. You know, and in normal circumstances, we would invite church members and community members to join in any activities that we were having. Um, everyone's always welcome. Now, you have such a nice, diverse background with Catholic and public education, having attended and taught both in, in the Catholic and public sectors. Uh, what are some of the advantages that you have experienced with Catholic education? I think first and foremost, being able to express um, a love for Christ and pray with students daily is the best part. Um, if someone's struggling or having a difficult day or needs something, you know, just to stop and to pray with them or to talk to them um, is, is definitely one of the things I love most about Catholic school. Um, we offer a superior education, but being able to share your faith with students and families is amazing, not something you get to do in public school. So, Catholic school has such a special place in my heart because it truly does become a family. Uh, people get to know you. It's a small-knit community. Um, you know, growing up in Catholic school, that's what I loved. I had the same friends. And not that you're not welcoming to new families, but it's really you feel comfortable in a sense of, you know, security when you, when you know people in a smaller environment. So our students, our staff, our families, they form a really strong bond with each other. And I think there's a closeness that is unmatched in any other environment that I have been in. So I, you know, we can we can teach education in both schools, but, you know, being able to share faith and all of those other things is, is extremely important to me. Yeah, and here in the greater Pittsburgh area, and especially in the eastern suburbs, uh, there are wonderful public school districts. Uh, there's wonderful private schools and Catholic schools, and it's nice that families have a choice of wh- mm-hmm. where to send their, their children and grandchildren. And, and to, like you said, there's something different about the Catholic environment and to be able to pray, um, the, the tight-knit family atmosphere, the respect, the morals, and the values. Um, obviously, every school district tries to keep up with technology and sports and things like that, but it's those extra added benefits uh, of a Catholic education that it gives parents an extra option uh, of what they're in that loving and nurturing environment that maybe some of the bigger uh, public school districts can't offer uh, because of the larger mm-hmm. classes and, 
And like you said, it's the prayer, the faith, the morals, and the values. Now, for families who may be interested in learning more about Divine Mercy Academy in Monroeville, perhaps uh, taking a tour or looking at uh, possibly uh, next year, um, how can they reach you and get involved? Well, if families are interested in learning more about our school at Divine Mercy, everything that they could possibly need to know is on our website. Um, there's, you know, staff information on there. There's handbook information, sports information, fundraising information, everything they could need, registration information. Um, and our website is www.dmapgh.org. And you can also check out our Facebook page where you can see what's happening, pictures, stories, updates, fundraisers, things like that, if anyone would be interested in, in checking us out on Facebook as well. And, and as we come towards the end of 2020 and um, the holidays are approaching, it's it's never too early to, to think about next school year, correct? No, yeah, never too early. Always prepare ahead. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, and just like um, uh, people shop around, so to speak, for colleges, you know, taking a tour. Uh, I think that's very important to look for uh, children for next year's school year, you know, um, to get a head start. And it doesn't, it's not too early. Some people say, well, I'll just wait till the spring or the summer to do that. But um, it doesn't hurt to, to take a look. And obviously with social media now, uh, the website, the Facebook page, um, even taking a tour physically on campus, that's great that you're you're mm-hmm. open to that. And um, sometimes um, students can come in and shadow uh, a class and, you know, walk the halls, so yes. to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, like I always say, it's like taking a test drive of a car. You know, if you're making a major purchase, you want to physically um, see it and touch it and, and experience it um, versus just seeing it on the Internet. And, you know, it's great that you're open to that. So, Angela Machini, the principal at Divine Mercy Academy in Monroeville, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you so much. We'll be back in a moment. This week in our Plus segment, we are featuring the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're just a few weeks away from the end of the regular liturgical calendar year for Ordinary Time, and then we will be preparing uh, at the end of November for the season of Advent. And today's readings focus on the end of time. Uh, Hope gives us consolation. As we come closer to the end of this liturgical year, uh, the readings focus on the end of time and the last judgment day, to be prepared, not to have fear, but to have faith. And we hear the parable of the ten bridesmaids. Jesus stresses stresses the importance of being ready for a master's return, even though no one knows the day nor the hour. And this parable stresses uh, the watchfulness. Every Christian is meant to be a lamp carrier, bearing the light of Christ in a very dark and troubled world. And through the spirit of prayer and watchfulness, Christ will help us to keep his light burning brightly, to stand on guard, to stand watch, and to be prepared. This uh, parable of the Ten Bridesmaids is about being watchful, being ready. So let's wait in joyful hope and being prepared for the Lord. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.